Hi, and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Mary SEO Miss Bashinsky. And today we have a special core episode. Uh, we're going to be going over the new core four and see what's going on with that and see all the new crazy stuff that Ted's made for us. Uh, if you've never watched the SEO show, the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show before, we are the finest SEO show on the YouTubes. We're one of the only SEO shows in the YouTubes, but we're still the finest because we use the highest level of scientific knowledge to tell you what the ranking factors are. I'm talking about single variable experiments to isolate the ranking factors to a very high level degree, uh, which cr uh, provided some crazy experiments this week, uh, and also a very uh, highly tuned, uh, very powerful correlation uh, software named Cora, which Ted will be showing you today, uh, to have a much more scientific understanding of what the ranking factors are, as opposed to just watching John Mueller and guessing and trying to read his facial tics and see, oh, maybe that's a ranking factor. Maybe that is. We don't guess what ranking factors are. We know what the ranking factors are, and we will try to communicate that to you as much as possible. Uh, before uh, Ted uh, gets into his core presentation, if you want to ask an SEO question, go ahead and ask it in the top right-hand side here in YouTube if you're watching live, or you can ask an SEO question in the comments below. And I should mention that I run an SEO mentorship group where we do all this super secret science, and that's who I give all this information out to, my mentorship group. And uh, I should mention, we only have seven to 10 spots left. So if you were thinking of joining, now would be the time because we only have seven to 10 spots left. Once that's full up, I'm not letting anybody else in. Tough luck. <laughs> so you should sign up as soon as possible. Uh, and that's the English group. Uh, I, I intend in the future maybe to uh, see if I can open up my mentorship group into other languages, uh, other, uh, other places like India, for example. I might look into that. Uh, uh, Latin America, I might look into that. But for right now, we got the one group. It's an English group, and uh, it's got seven to ten spots left. And so if you uh, want to join my mentorship group to get all the best SEO science, you can join there. Another thing you can do is get Cora <laughs> because Ted's going to be showing us how to use Cora today. Cora is the main tool we use in our mentorship group. Uh, and so let me just introduce everybody who is here. So first off, I do have Ted here. He's got his screen all ready to, uh, to show Cora to us. Uh, Ted, you can say hi. Hello. Ted is PowerPoint. He's a, he's a slideshow. No, Ted is a real human being. He's not just an AI, <laughs> although he has an AI-like intelligence. We also have with us Iraq. Say hi there, Iraq. Hey, what's going on? And I was just trying to switch my camera over, but it's connected to another software right now for some reason. So anyway, I also wanted to mention that uh, in the white, uh, white Hat versus Black Hat group, we get tons of positive feedback and responses for people using... Uh, Josh's mentorship program. So I, for one, would highly, highly recommend that you snag one of those last few seven spots before they're gone. I appreciate the upsell there, Iraq. I didn't even, I didn't even pay him to do that. I'll have to slip him a dinosaur later. Here's your dinosaur or something. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, <laughs> okay. So like I said, uh, uh, today we're going to be uh, going over Cora. Uh, Ted, how long do you need? Do you want to take a big amount of time or a small amount of time? Oh, uh, you know, I'll try to go through it pretty quickly, but, you know, a good uh, 40 minutes. All right. Well, then let's get started. So you guys type your SEO questions up here on the right-hand side in YouTube. And uh, Ted's going to start presenting to us some of the mind-blowing crazy stuff that's in Core 4. I already know what's in it because I've been using it like crazy. Uh, and it is, it is unbelievable. It is the best SEO software out there online, bar none. Better than Ahrefs, better than SEMrush, better than Moz better than Screaming Frog, better than all of them. 
So as long as Ted's still here, because I don't see the screen anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was all ready to go. Here, There we go. There it is. Ted, go ahead. Take it away. I'm going to give you focus and tell us what all this Cora 4 stuff is about. I'm going to reshare real quick because it's doing something weird. Okie dokie. So while we wait for Ted here, so like I said, if you have any SEO questions, we're going to get to them at the end of the show. By all means, go ahead and uh, jump on and ask questions in the top right-hand side. Um, I'm wondering if I'm having an internet connection. Hopefully you guys can all see and hear me because right. we're bouncing in and out. Are you ready to go now, Ted? Uh, can you see this uh, slide? Yep, we sure can. Excellent. Okay. All right, so take it away, Ted. All right. So what is Cora? So we're just going to start with the basic overview. It's desktop software for Macs and PCs. It measures actually over 570 on-page and off-page SEO factors. Uh, it measures the top 100 results for your search terms, and it creates an Excel report with recommendations for your web page for your target keyword. So in a nutshell, that's what it is. And so what I first want to do is to explain what is correlation and why does it work for SEO? And correlation is used in Cora. It's where we get the product name. It's it's a play on the on the word correlation. Um, and so let's look at a basic example. So can anyone tell me how these products are sorted? It's from an Amazon search, and they have millions of products. Any guesses? From the most worms to to the <laughs> least worms. <laughs> Pretty close. From, well, from I would, I would the have... nightmare that where I have worms, or the nightmare when where drones are chasing me, <laughs> or the nightmare where I get stuck because I'm too fat in a, in a in a child slide. Well, the correct answer was price descending, and I'm willing to bet that most people saw it pretty quickly. And I'm also willing to bet that most people probably didn't need all ten search results to make that determination. They probably figured it out in like four. And that's all in correlation is we're trying to figure out what's contributing to the sort order of a results set. A million samples to do that. You can do it with 100 samples most of the time. And so that's what we're doing when we use correlation in Cora. And what we do, since Josh mentioned that, you know, we use scientific methods and evidence-based methods, is we assume that everything is not a factor. And so here we have a graph of a hypothetical factor. So we have, you know, position 10 on Google, 9, 8, as we head towards position 1. And then we have our factor measurement on the y-axis. And when you look at these, you know, these could be a random distribution. They could be in a random order. This could be, you know, heads, tails, heads, heads, tails, heads, heads, tails, heads, tails. There doesn't seem to be any correlation amongst those. Yeah, you could do that by flipping a coin. Now, when they look like this, then we think they're rigged. Then we're like, okay, something interesting has happened here. It looks like the more of this one you have, the better you rank, and the more of this one you have, the worse you rank. And so this is correlation. And so when we say we're using correlation, we're not doing some you know mathematic mumbo jumbo. 
all we're saying is, does it look like this might contribute to the sort order of the result set? And when we see charts that look like this, we're like, hmm, we should probably give some extra consideration to this one. And that's all the software is doing. So here's an actual real world example. It's for the keyword DUI lawyer Los Angeles. And the factor is keywords and sentences where we look at all of the keyword usage from all of the sentences and we count them up. And so this gray line is the uh, average factor measurement by page. We have page 10, page nine, page eight, going all the way to page one. We have a trend line through the data and that uh, illustrates our correlation coefficient. The coefficient is negative because the slope of the trend line is negative. And that's what we look for in SEO. So when you see other correlation studies giving you positive correlation coefficients, they mucked with their data. <laughs> <laughs> so we we want them to be negative and because and, that means the more of it you have, uh, the better you tend to rank. And so right. it should be sloped that way. So you and want more of a negative slope. He's got a slope down towards number 10. You want it getting bigger towards number one because that's more correlation of a particular factor, like images on the page, just for example, or or number of tags or or whatever it is you're tracking for that particular thing. In this case, it's keywords and sentences. Yeah, yeah. And in those other correlation studies I mentioned, those people, for some reason, feel like you couldn't handle that. So they had to condition their data so their charts were upward and, and to the right. And that's that's just not good math. That's not good science. You don't muck with your data to make it look prettier. Yeah, as long as you know what you're looking at. I think everyone understands. It's just yeah, left to right readers, I think. Most SEO examples are done the opposite way, but I think this is probably more a traditional way of doing it, isn't it, Ted? Well, the, the reason you do it this way is this is the raw measurement data. This is a chart of the actual data points from the data. Right. And so if you change the slope of this line, you're not presenting the actual data anymore. The chart doesn't uh, reflect what you actually measured. It reflects something else. And so this is this is what the data should naturally look like. And those other studies had to modify their raw data to get it to look different. Right. Um, and core, is, core is the real core is the real uh, scientific uh, uh, correlation software. Well, I'd I'd say core is the tape measure. It's just the raw measurement data. So there's nothing magical with raw measurement data, and our charts reflect the raw measurement data. Okay, and I just sorry to not to cut, keep cutting you off. I just want to say one last thing. So, so everyone's clear. This is tracking the number of keywords in sentences for web pages, and it is less on page ten. And there's more and more keywords and sentences the more you approach page one. So that tells you the 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 more you approach page one, the more keywords and sentences you find. In this orange line. Yep. In this orange line fight we're trying to improve for this keyword and as we can see it has a below average measurement on page two but we need it to have an above average measurement on page one so we can see where we are in this data and where we need to be right it's so far below the gray line up there that that matters as well 
Yep. So how this software works is you typically enter in a keyword and you do a search and you see all these words that are highlighted in yellow. Well, Cora highlighted them yellow, but it was Google that made them bold. And the reason that Google makes those words bold is they're saying, look how relevant our search results are for the search terms you entered. And that's a two-way street because, you know, not only does that let Google brag about how relevant their search results are, they are literally telling us these are the words that make your page relevant for this search term. Mm. And because of that, we collect all these words and we measure them everywhere they appear. And these words come in many forms. There are synonyms, there are different conjugations, uh, there's word stemming, there's uh, entity recognition. Uh, there's all kinds of things that allow these to have lots of variations and we collect all of those variations. <clears throat> And then magic happens. And then magic happens because <laughs> one of one of the other uh, things you do with the software is you specify the uh, domain name you're trying to rank. And when you run the report, it takes two to five minutes and you get an Excel spreadsheet. The first spreadsheet you want to work with is the roadmap. And what this roadmap is, these were all of the factors, all of the SEO factors that had statistically significant correlations that were strong that you're also short in. You have deficits for these. So this is the concentrate of what you need to do. And the factors at the top have the strongest correlations and they get incrementally weaker as you go down the list. And the ones that are yellow, we consider easy. And this is the one place in the software where I inserted my own opinions because people said, Ted, you know, I got your software around the report, but which ones do I do first? And I'd say, well, you know, knock out the easy ones. And then they'd say, well, Ted, which ones are the easy ones? <laughs> well, uh, this is my take on the easy ones. The yellow ones are easy. The reason I consider these easy is you can typically open up your content management system and you can uh, edit the post and hit publish and be done with these. The other ones that are not highlighted, they typically involve web development, server configuration, off-page factors, uh, installing new plugins, you know, things of that nature, which aren't as easy to address quickly. And I typically recommend to people, don't do the whole list. That's silly. You know, cherry pick, you know, five or 10 of the easy ones and knock them out. Try and get a quick result. Because the name of the game is to get ranking improvement with the cheapest expenditure of time and resources. You don't want to, you know, sink a ton of investment into getting a little improvement. You want to sink a little improve investment into getting a lot of improvement. So always, you know, cherry pick the easy ones, knock them out quickly. If you can bump up a handful of positions as a result, that's great, especially if you have clients 
who are waiting to see results, who are nervous about seeing results because they might have been burned in the past or heard something from a friend. You know, if you can show even small results quickly, that buys you time to work on the bigger problems. The next sheet you'll see in the output is the measurement data. And we uh, hide by default a lot of the data that we don't think you need to see. So it's all there. And and comes and right click them and say unhide and see the full data in all its glory, uh, but hide everything that we wrong correlation. Uh, but if you need to look something up, it's all there. It's not lossy, it's just hidden in the Excel report. And that way you get a manageable amount of data because Cora is actually pulling together these reports with well over 100,000 data points. So we have to uh, limit what we show you just so that you can actually consume the important information. So in this raw measurement data, we show you your website's measurement, this yellow column. We show you results one, two, and three, uh, and the page one average, and every row is a different factor. When I said there were 570 factors, there are 570 rows that each measure something different. <clears throat> what we do then is we calculate the practical maximum. And the practical maximum is something that the Cora community has discovered over time, that this is where your quick wins are typically found. And what the practical maximum is, is we take results one, two, three, and the page one average, whichever one of these four things is largest, becomes the practical maximum. And that keeps us targeting our tuning towards the top of page one. And you can see here that by doing that, uh, for keywords and sentences, practical maximum is 175. The largest measurement in the top 100 is 1,233. That's a big difference in the amount of work, the amount of investment you'd have to do. But this is aiming towards the top of page one. So why do this? Because it occurred on page six. You know, let's do what's needed for top of page one. And by doing that, it saves you a ton of work and it gets you good quick wins. And that's why we call it the practical maximum. Yeah. If in doubt, do what's on page one, not on page six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so to calculate the deficit that you saw on the roadmap, the add 95 more, we just subtract your website's measurement from the practical max. You know, imagine that, the power of subtraction. <laughs> so again, we're not doing mind-blowing scientific mumbo jumbo. We're doing raw measurements. We're saying statistically, these ones look like they might be affecting the sort order and you need exactly this much of this factor to be competitive with what's happening on the top of page one. And that's all we're doing. And so this is the measurement data. Uh, we have charts for every single factor, even the ones that weren't strong correlations. But again, we only show you by default the strong correlations. 
All the other ones are hidden. You'd have to select all rows and unhide, but they're all there. It's not lossy. <clears throat> then for uh, the next report, this report, the basic tunings report, does not use correlation at all. It simply has the basic zones that, in general, all SEOs agree are important to basic SEO. Mm -hmm. So it includes things like the amount of content, your meta tags, your titles, your headings, videos, uh, images, you know, stuff like that. And we have these letter grades on there. And, you know, as Josh and, you know, many other experts will tell you, don't dwell on the letter grade. Ah! Those are there. The reason those are there, the reason those are needed is so that you can always show your client that there's plenty of room for improvement. But it's not how you do good SEO is getting all of those into the green. Because what you'll find is that it's not what grades you have, it's the grades you have relative to your competition and you might find with a C average, you're better than everybody else. That's what I kept saying in high school. Yep. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if nobody else can beat your 72%, I mean, then that class needs to be graded on a curve. And Google is great based on your competitive factor measurements. Who has the most links? Who has the most relevancy? Who most trust? And their stack rank. They're 85 to even appear. They're saying just put who has the most at the top. And that's why you shouldn't put, you know, too much emphasis on the letter grades. They're really there to show you that there's room for improvement. It has nothing to do with your degree of competitive parity, which is how you stack, how you compare to the competition for this keyword. That would be a different thing. But what this is great for is, you know, it's great for saying, hey, you know, your, your on-page isn't perfect, like you said. <laughs> so there is room for improvement. Uh, it's great for quick reference. I am specifically looking for X, and I don't want to hunt for it in the correlation order, which makes things difficult to find if you're looking for something specific. So if you just want to say, hey, how do headings look overall? Put all the headings together. You go to the basic tunings, you go to headings, bam, there you are. You're set. Uh, we do put your deficits in here. So if you have deficits on these, you can see them. And then the next report is the intermediate tunings report. And this is where we put anything that's uh, new discoveries, technical SEO, uh, anything that's fringe, like how are people cheating at SEO, you'll find all that kind of stuff here. And what I tell uh, my customers is that the roadmap is the number one best guesses on what you should be working on in SEO. And if there aren't many correlations or you tuned all you can in the roadmap, then the basic tunings is your second best guesses. These intermediate tunings would be your third best guesses. So that's how I would treat these. And then as of version four in Quora, 
Cora became a suite of tools. So I kind of showed you the, the primary Cora app. Now I'm going to show you some of the tools and we'll talk about what they can do. So Cora Diff is the first tool. It's one of the most popular ones. It lets you take any two Cora reports and calculate a difference report. And it does three different difference reports. The first one is a factor diff. And it tells you how the correlation strength of the factors changed between those two reports. So on this one, we had a report from uh, August 11th, and we had another one uh, from September 5th. And we suspect there was a Google update between those days. And because of that, we can look at this report and say, well, what's moved up the most number of spaces? Oh, leading keywords and headings had a big jump. So we know how to respond to that Google update. That's because, so good. Yeah, if, if we can get close to the date on when something happened and we have an archive of our reports over time, we just take the report from before the update, the report from after the update, and in theory, most of the difference you'll see in there will be as a result of the update. Yeah, that's so good. I hope everyone paid attention to that. That is, that is the single tool you're going to be using to beat every update Google puts out from now on that everyone else is going to be crying about, and you're going to be laughing. Yeah, and, and I've found that once I've started looking at this data, I, I don't need to panic about updates anymore. Like if you're over at uh, Search Engine Roundtable, they panic every week. And you actually don't need to expend all that energy and stress. And I've also found that if you, uh, if you reduce your deficits, if you fix your deficits, you tend to not be as vulnerable to updates. Like a lot of people who like saw improvement or were unscathed by the medic update, they simply had very few deficits. And because of that, they weren't shaken up as much. The people who saw big losses from the medic update typically had a lot of deficits lying around. They were lucky that they were able to rank so well for so long, but we had really solid volatility. And uh, I know this because uh, Barry access to his survey data, and I did an analysis of the winners and losers. They provided all the keywords and the URLs that saw gains and saw losses. And it was just so glaringly obvious, the people who saw losses, had tons of deficits. The people who saw gains had very few deficits. You can also use the trend tool for that. Are you gonna talk about the trend tool at all? Oh yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. Okay, yeah. uh, the other diff report you can do uh, with the diff tool is a ranking stiff. So, you know, same reports, I can see how the rankings changed, who the movers and shakers are for, uh, for what position in Google. And so you get this free rank tracking provided you maintain an archive of your historic Cora uh, reports. So this could be, you know, we took on the client at 8.11, you know, now it's September 5th, you know, and we're eight positions up, 
you know, free rank tracking. But not only that, most rank trackers, you can track your URL and maybe a handful of competitors. This does the top 100 in parallel, just automatically. That's great. So if you want to manually check, if that diff report wasn't enough for you of automatically telling you what's going to, what you're going to see, you can do it this way and you can manually check. Uh, and it might be interesting to see like what designs won, like as it's harder for core to track designs and things like that. So uh, although you do track quite a lot of on-page stuff, but you see what kind of designs won, what kind of pricing won out as opposed to the other one, that might be very instructive as well. And that'll just save you a lot of time just like that. Yep. And then the third diff report is the progress report. So again, you know, we started on 8.11, but how much tuning have we accomplished by uh, September 5th? And we can see that, oh, for, you know, a uh, number of sentences, we're 31% complete. Uh, the scope changed. That means that the problem got bigger, no fault of our own, because we're in a keyword where other people are making moves. So we can indicate, you know, hey, this problem got bigger between the two dates we're checking. And, oh, there was an algorithm update, so these new ones came into play that weren't there before. So we got the new ones. And then, of course, down at the bottom, we have the ones that we've finished tuning. And so we can see our progress, which is really helpful if you're uh, outsourcing or offloading this work to, say, a content writing team or a product team or web developers or completely outsourcing to another business to solve these issues, then you can check the progress. But in addition to that, these scope changes, these are the moves your collective competition is making against you. This is how they're getting ahead of you right here, these scope changes. This is what they think will get them ahead. <laughs> okay, so if you wanted to just in a nutshell, get an idea of what the competition is trying to do to get ahead of you and to stay ahead of you, it's these scope changes. <laughs> That's interesting too, I never thought of that, yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> so at one glance, you can see what your SEO is doing, what they the, the, the industry thinks is, is, is doing. I bet you a number of, uh, I don't know if you have the uh, off-page, Cora will track all the on-page social and all the off-page if you plug in your hrefs or your SEMrush. I don't know if you had that plugged in for this report, but I bet no. you you'd see the uh, backlinks in hrefs. The scope is always changing there. <laughs> yep, and so you can measure off-page as well by uh, optionally uh, configuring your third-party APIs. And we support uh, hrefs, we support SEMrush, and we also support DOM Detailer, which is the most cost-effective. Uh, the problem with the DOM Detailer it's, is that it's all domain-level off-page metrics. Mm. Uh, but you know, if money's tight, uh, that's a very affordable way to get a ballpark idea of what's going on off-page. And then Cora Trends, like you mentioned before. So with Cora Trends, you take a bunch of related keywords and we're going to analyze the whole group to see what across the whole keyword set. So if you want a jewelry store, you take all of your jewelry-related keyword reports and you'll put them all in the same folder. 
hundred and uh, oh, let me go back. Sorry, if we had a hundred and two of those, we could uh, analyze those and find out. Oh, keywords and sentences was a strong correlation in 70 of them. It's 69% applicable across the whole keyword set. It had an average correlation of negative 0.7, which is huge. That's a very strong average correlation. And then we have our uh, tuning metrics here. So the page one average across the whole keyword set was 120.9. The practical maximum across the whole group was 777. So, is, is a 0.7 correlation, negative 0.7 correlation, that's like it happening seven times out of 10? Uh, well, it's the slope of the trend line. So imagine the chart that has a negative 0.7 slope, where a right. negative one slope is a perfect correlation. I see. Okay. Perfect. Boom, like this. <laughs> so that's, that's an absolutely massive uh, correlation, especially considering it's an average across 102 different keywords. So yeah, that's a strong signal. This is, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, Search Metrics and Moz used to put out these reports for millions of keywords. And that was the wrong way to do it because it's not specific to your niche or, or your specific part, uh, place in the sales slash search funnel. But you, so you can do this with your own keywords uh, in your own place in the sales search funnel. So you're getting better ranking factors and better correlations. And the better part is that you can do this anytime you want and it's private for you. And no one else in the industry does this anymore because search metrics is like, I don't know, they, they couldn't correlate anything anymore. They have no idea how it's working. So no one does this anymore. They haven't done it for years. And uh, that should tell you something as well. So you can do it private for yourself if you have Cora. And I, and I hate to do this to them, but you, you can kind of tell that those correlation studies were full of crap because if you did, if you measured, you know, a factor across a million keywords, I, you know, I can guarantee that that factor will not be a statistically significant correlation for all 1 million keywords. There's going to be some keywords where it didn't correlate at all. And what they never calculated, what they never told you in any of those studies was how broadly applicable was the factor to the whole set of a million? Was it a strong correlation for 100% of those keywords? Was it a strong correlation for 40% of those keywords? And they never tell you that data, and that's literally the first thing you calculate when you have that data. And uh, the next thing is you're wondering, well, okay, it, it was a strong correlation that was broadly applicable, but what's the degree of tuning across this set? What, what's the, the average measurement that you know, websites tend to have? And what's the target measurement that the high ranking sites tend to have? Were you over or under? It's not telling you whether and, you're over or under or not either. Yeah, none of those correlation studies, they have the data, none of them would tell you those tuning guidelines. And it just makes me wonder, do they actually have the data at all? <laughs> they you know, just what are they measuring? Because they have the most practical information and they guarded it. They didn't tell you how broadly applicable the factors were. And they didn't tell you the tuning metrics for them. 
Um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I look at all those studies when they hide their work and I'm like, okay, this isn't science, this isn't peer review, because if you were sharing your data, you'd give me something that I could test, like how broadly applicable. I could, I could go to my keywords and do the same study and say, no, I got 32%, not 68. You know, I can check this work. Right. You know, I can't check their work. And the other thing that's uh, about this uh, trends report, way down at the bottom, you get all the factors that correlated strongly for one of the 102 keywords. Right. You do not want Sorry, Ted, that, that whole sentence broke out there. Sorry, Ted, can you say the whole sentence again? Yeah, so if... Yeah, yeah, SEO and setting policy, and you're trying to tell a product team uh, guidelines on how to do things or, you know, some problem like that, where you're saying you need to make titles like this or the meta description needs to have this many matches in it and your product descriptions, you know, need to have these types of qualities. Then you need to be looking at the top of these trends trend reports because this is the information you need to set those policies. So if you're doing enterprise SEO and you're trying to give guidelines on how people need to do things to rank well overall in a broadly applicable way, this is that information. The other thing about the trends that I like is it's a way to kind of Per every single core report is going to tell you the correlations uh, to some degree, but it's one report. When you're checking a hundred different reports in a, the same no-do kind of best best red apples or ten best uh, earbuds or ten best you know those kinds of reports, when you're checking a hundred of those and you start to see all of them correlate up here with these factors, and these ones down here are like just one-offs kind of a deal. Uh, that really gives you a better sense of of uh, what what the real ranking factors are as well. So this is where a lot of the magic comes in uh, by, by double stuffing the, the correlation, so to speak. And then we can also turn it around. So instead of looking at what correlations, what factors are broadly applicable, we could look across the whole sample set and say, where are you dropping the ball the most? So you can change a setting in the trends tool <clears throat> and find your deficits. So we can find the keywords and sentences, what we are looking at before. In those 102 uh, keywords, we had 54 of those keywords had a, a deficit in it. And the average deficit was 161. So we can see where we're consistently dropping the ball across our keyword set. And so we could intervene. I could go back to my team and say, hey, guys, you know, we consistently drop the ball on using keywords in our product descriptions. Can we just try a little better to do a little better? And next month, we can come back and remeasure this and say, did it go from an average deficit of 161 down to 94? That would be fantastic. Across a whole website, that is fantastic. So we have a way to say, hey, let's act on this area that we keep falling short on, and we can measure for improvement. 
yeah, when you're managing tens of thousands of pages in a big SEO shop or a big in-house company, this is the SEO software you need. You don't need Screaming Frog. Google's going to spider what they're going to spider. It doesn't really matter. You need core to tell you the important factors that are correlating and what your frequencies are there, not just Screaming Frog saying your titles, your meta, your meta keywords. You know, Screaming Frog is making a guess. This is this is less of a guess built in because the correlation is a factor as well. And so there's a new tool, new to the industry, and it's called Cora Outreach. And it has a lot of interesting applications. And so what happens is in, in Cora Outreach, you give this tool a Cora report and it generates brochures based on that Cora report for every website that appears in it. And so here's an example. So every website in my DUI Lawyer Los Angeles report had this content automatically generated into HTML. And it says, we noticed your website could rank better for your keyword with a few simple changes. We'd love to help you knock this out quickly. And it gives a mini roadmap. This is actual roadmap data. It calculates one of these for every single website in the report. And it puts it in, let us know if you'd like to discuss your SEO needs, contact us. Uh, the latest version even puts in charts and can do cross-linking. It supports spin text and the template that automatically populate keywords and variant terms and customizable. So you can obviously email this out to try and reach customers. You could also print this out and mail it in a direct mailing. You could print it out and take it with you for meet, meet and greets in person. Uh, but the cool thing, the thing that's got everybody up in arms is that if you made it not thin content, like the default is thin content, if you made it about 500 words of content and you use the spin tax and the wildcards effectively, you could host these, and every time these websites, all 100 of them from the report, when they vanity search their domain name, it's very likely that they'll find your content ranking, your marketing offer to help them rank better with this valuable information. And if you host it on a domain name that's like ultimateseoaudit.io, put it in a folder, full audit, and they see their domain name.html and they find that in the search results when they search their own domain, do you think they'd wanna click it and see what's on the other side of that link? So if you do this right, it's passive outreach to getting customers. And so it's, it's uh, probably gonna be the most exploited tool in the tool set. Uh, but it's a cool new thing you can do with Cora reports. And so a lot of people are actively rushing to claim their keywords and getting their marketing materials out there. Now for pages, for the results on, you know, top of page one, those tend to be high competition terms. They're going to be hard to rank for. But when you're talking about a brand out on page three, a brand out on page four, 
you know, you could probably drip feed some links to these and get them to be competitive and to rank for those because they're low competition. So Cora Outreach is, is pretty cool in that regard. And so uh, with this, uh, I did a correlation study of my own. So I've, you know, bitched and moaned about other people's correlation studies. So I ought to put one of my own out there so that people <laughs> can, can critique me. So I did one of my own and I picked- There would be nothing to critique, my friend. <laughs> Oh, then I don't understand it. Well, and that's a, a valid critique too. I don't think it is. No, <laughs> not not me personally. But uh, I picked keywords that were SEO agency city state. So SEO agency Las Vegas, Nevada. SEO agency Stockton, California. I also did city country. So SEO agency Paris, France. SEO agency Berlin. Germany. I did 200 reports and I ran Cora Trends on it. And so from those 200 reports, and you can see the full uh, trends report at this URL. So if you want to scroll down and get a copy of it and see what's at the bottom and scroll back to the top, the whole thing is here, as well as the, you know, the rest of the posts and everything. But across 200 keywords, if you're trying to rank for SEO agency in a city, these are the strongest on-page factors. Hmm. This is the goal. This is the degree of tuning you need for those. This is how broadly applicable the factors are across the whole sample set. So here- but Remember, Google says keywords are not a ranking factor. <laughs> yeah, they're just pegged at the top mathematically. <laughs> uh, but you know, this is it. This is the best information. And the reason I could just share this information at no cost is it goes stale. In two months, this will not be the correct answer. And this is only for the niche for SEO agency in those 200 cities. So if you're selling hockey supplies, this is not the right information for your competition. We need to measure your website and your competitors to get your degree of tuning. So whenever somebody says, oh, you know, for SEO, you need to have exactly, uh, you know, 700 words of content. Well, that might be unlikely that will be right for you. Terry, Ted, your, your internet broke up there again. I'm I'm literally going to order you better internet. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send a man to your house to give you better internet. Uh, okay. Well, you say that again, well, the whole last sentence you said was totally wiped out. Long story short, we made all 200 Cora reports available. So if you're a tire kicker and you want to download some of these supposed reports, go to this URL up here. Scroll down to the bottom. Oh, wow. All 200 of these SEO agency reports are there for download. You can find your city and get your free report. <laughs> and you can email the SEO agency there and tell them, this is how you properly do SEO. <laughs> hey, yep. you're deficient in all these ways. <laughs> And so what does it cost? It's $250 a month in general. But if you're in the uh, white hat versus black hat group, uh, we have a special. It saves you 25% off that price every month in perpetuity. 
So the savings happen again and again and again. Woohoo! And we're offering free basic training. So if you have Quora and need some help learning the basics, uh, join this webinar and it's a free course. Or if you're just thinking about it and you wanna see it in action and you wanna see how we read the file and how we use the software, just you know, hop in and, and join to learn. And that's fine too. And then uh, uh, I'll be repeating this presentation. So if you have other people you work with who you're saying, geez, you know, I wish, wish they could see this, they could either watch it on Josh's YouTube because it'll be there too. Uh, but I'll be repeating it live and you'll get a chance to ask questions. So there's the value of that. Uh, so that's this other one. Woohoo! That's uh, next week? Yep. Uh, Thursday, uh, Friday for the basics, Thursday for the uh, repeat. Sweet. And uh, thank you so much. That's Cora 4. And uh, I can't wait to start leaking the features in Cora 5. It's going to be very cool. What? There's a Cora 5? Yes. Yes. Already? It's, uh, uh, it's in the planning stages. It's in the planning stages. But there are going to be some pretty amazing things. So, oh, uh, like, like, like what? Well, let's just say I, I have some uh, statistics advisors who like check my work and give me ideas on how to improve the math behind the scenes. And oh. one, of, one of the things they've been telling me I need to do is I need to incorporate regression more. And one of the cool implications of utilizing regression more is that I can compress all of this awesome measurement data into line equations for each factor, which makes the data very, very, very small, Ooh. which means I can probably start doing things where people could opt in to share anonymized factor data. Ooh. And we make a massive database where you could say instantly, oh, I'm wondering about this factor. I wonder how it correlates across a thousand recent keywords. Ooh, ooh. And just go to a URL and bang, there it is. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Hey, hey, oh, man, that's so good. Josh, it looks like uh, Christmas is coming early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted, go and make Cora 5. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ted is... Uh, ho ho ho! <laughs> oh man! Oh that! Well, that's what that's what we've been talking about for a while, and that'll be that'll be unbelievable. I mean, and if you ask any uh, you know long-term Cora user, you know what the what the life cycle is like. I mean, they're basically going to tell you they bought a subscription, and it's like every quarter it just seems to get more and more value for that exact same subscription. And over the past year, we went from version 1 to version 4.5 over the course of 75 different updates. So, And most of those were customer-requested enhancements. That's and, awesome. That's great. Yeah. And everyone says that whenever they email you for support or a question, you're always there. You're always answering questions. You're always doing more training and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's good. I know a lot of people look at Cora and they're like, oh, but it's so hard to understand. And like, there's so much stuff there. Well, just hide, hide, hide it. In Excel, just go right click, hide the stuff you don't need to see. And you, you see 
what you need to see. Uh, you know, it's very easy to understand the Excel reports. Once you get, once you get set as to what you're looking at, it's very simple to do. It takes an hour to get up to speed on, on core and you're like, Oh, okay. If you've never seen an Excel report, you don't know what that looks like or or whatnot. And it is definitely worth, it's definitely worth ramping up your intelligence or, and, and your learning to try and figure it out other than going, Oh, it's too hard. Never mind. I'll just randomly guess what the ranking factors are. That's it's not, that's not a solution. Sorry. So um, this is the easiest, quickest way to become an SEO guru in the age of secret Google updates. They won't tell you anything about. And what I've, what I've really learned over the past year is that you cannot replace a talented SEO. All you can do is make a talented SEO better because all of these tools like this and all the platforms like Ahrefs and SEMrush, you know, uh, you, you see like business executives thinking, well, if I have an SEM Rush subscription, why do I need you? And that's very flawed thinking on their part because what yeah. ends up happening is these tools, all of these tools, they tell you how much you need to be competitive, but they none of them are capable of telling you how best to do it. And like one example is when Cora says you need to add, you know, 23 more keywords to LI tags. That might mean that you need to add an HTML list to your blog post, but it might also mean that you need to keyword tune your navigation because those are commonly built with LI tags. Mm -hmm. Might mean that you need to add more products per page in your store category. Those are often LI tags. You still need that SEO to go in, look at the data, say, does this make sense to research the outliers and to come back with the best recommendation of tactics on how to compete. Mm -hmm. And Cora tells you how much, it doesn't tell you how best, but it instantly makes you a better SEO because you have this empirical data to back your recommendations. Mm -hmm. And when you take a field of possibilities, it's like 570 possible SEO factors, and you reduce it down to the two dozen that appear to move the needle the most, your guesses on what to work on just get infinitely better. Right. Yeah, it takes some of the bias out of it. Um, at SEO, there's bias at numerous levels. There's bias as to what is a ranking factor. There's bias as to how you should do SEO. There's bias as to what your competitors are doing, if that's a, 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 a ranking factor or not. There's biases as to exactly what different things they're doing that you should be watching. And there's bias as to what you should do. Cora, there's like bias on like a whole pie of bias here. Cora removes a lot of that bias for a couple of different these sections. And it gives you a big screaming alert. Like if it says you need to add 31 keywords to LI tags, then you need to go, why is, hmm, why is Cora telling me to do that? You know, I need to look at the top 10 competitors and see, oh, look, all of them have a table of contents at the top that have an LI in, in it. And they're all ranking one, number one has it, two three has it, three has it, four has it, and seven has it. And you don't have one. You're like, hmm, maybe I should make myself one of those. Like it's going to, it's going to give you a less, biased, big screaming hint as to how to do your competitive analysis, how, what little changes Google is making. It is, it is the best possible tool without it. It's like you're a carpenter without a measuring tool. It just, you're just going to be cutting willy nilly and the house is going to be all crappy and probably fall over. You need Cora. 
You need to get it. My uh, my mentorship group uses it. Uh, uh, Ted is nice enough to release some demo licenses for my mentorship group. If you want to check that out, I can't promise you'll get a demo license. He releases a few at the beginning of the month. They've already been released. And you have to just first come, first serve. So if you want that, he's released them today. You better jump in the mentorship group right away. And also my mentorship group has a 30% discount on Quora because it's our main SEO software piece uh, of software, our main SEO tool. So the 25% off is great. Uh, definitely take advantage of that. If you're not in my mentorship group, like I said, I only have seven to 10 spots left. Uh, those will fill up. So definitely you got to jump into my mentorship group and take advantage. You can also take advantage of this. I have also other freebies and other SEO uh, uh, tools and stuff in there for you as well for my mentorship group as well. So thank you very much, Ted, for that awesome uh, uh, presentation on Cora. Let's move now just for the last couple minutes here, see if there is any SEO questions for me. Uh, please make sure they have asterisks so I can see them with my giant Coke bottle glasses. You see how blind I am? See that? Um, I'm just going to quick... Uh, so Chris Hoffman says, lack of function flexibility aside, shouldn't we all be using AMP markup for our clients? Um, no, I don't see a lot of AMP uh, results in the web pages. Uh, AMP is a tracked feature in Cora, is it not? Uh, yeah, uh, we track uh, AMP, and I rarely see it correlating strongly. It's only and I never see it. Yeah. Only in industry-specific terms will it ever crop up. Like if you're in, you know, political news, you might see it. Right. So, no, I don't think you should be going out. I don't think it's a ranking factor. I never see it. Core never sees it. Uh, Google said it won't be a ranking factor. Uh, John Mueller said that. Uh, and people in the app team thought for sure it would be, but I guess apparently it's not because we never see it out there. And Core doesn't see it. And if Core doesn't see it, well, then... That makes sense. Um, let's see, any other SEO questions? Uh, Dijon asks, you get all of the different programs under the same license, Cora Diff, Cora Trends, Cora Outreach, all of them. The answer is yes, you get all of those under the same license. Uh, and I would sign on to Cora before Ted wisely decides to change that. So I would get Cora now and get access to all this stuff. Like I, I, I cannot tell you how good this suite is uh, of how sweet the suite is of, of Cora using Cora Diff. Like we just had an update uh, recently. Uh, sadly, it's on my other computer. Otherwise, I'd show you the Diff report. But it showed a screaming, smoking gun evidence of one thing. Google went click and turned to switch on. One little factor you never would have guessed. You can't guess this stuff. It's it, SEO is too hard to guess. You need scientific measurement tools. You need to be part of a scientific group. Uh, I only have seven to ten spots left in mine. Uh, but you need a scientific testing measurement tool. Don't give up. Keep doing the science, and you will figure it out. But with the diff tool for this update, I was able to – I said, just send me a report from three weeks ago. They did. I ran a new report, ran the diff, took me five minutes. I'm like, bing. I'm like, okay, that's what Google changed. Here, change this. Bling, the rankings go back. So um, sound good to you? <laughs> it better. If that doesn't sound good to you, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> that that should make you made you go. Oh, there should be a spit take. Of, you spit out your coffee. Uh, this is just. I don't actually drink this. It's just for the acting. Just for the actoring. Uh, do not drink Lysol. It will be bad for you. I can confidently say that. Lewis Houston says, if I have all my money sites in the same Google account, is there a risk? No, there's no risk of that. Or should I have them in different Google accounts for each money site? No, no. In my opinion, there's no risk for that whatsoever. Unless you're doing really, 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 really shady black hat, super crazy black hat stuff, in which case, 
yeah, you should have them spread out. But no, there's no risk for that. Or if you're an SEO scientist, because Google doesn't like those either. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do not tell Google you're doing SEO scientific experiments. <laughs> Do not leave your winning sites out there for Google to find. <laughs> and uh, don't trust anyone in search engine journal. Um, uh, Zachi asks, what's a good bounce rate? The answer is zero if possible, but it depends on your competition. It depends what kind of bounce rate you're talking about. Uh, hey. There's... Well, keep in mind the daily Dilbert comic strip has a 90% plus bounce rate and it's number one in Google. Yep, that's true. So, and and also keep in mind that the bounce rate, what Ted's saying is the bounce rate is not necessarily the best metric to look at. There's bounce rate between pages internally called pogo sticking. That is a demoting factor, which I've discovered. And there's bounce back to SERP, which is a even worse demoting factor, which I've discovered through scientific testing. So, don't do that. <laughs> uh, but what should it be? There's no magic number it should be. That's not how you should be thinking of SEO. That's not how you should approach it. You shouldn't be approaching SEO as a rule of thumb game. It is way too complex anymore. That's like asking your doctor, how much cancer should I have? You know, that, that, what's the rule of thumb there, doctor? You know, that, that's not how it works. Uh, it's very dangerous to take it that way. Uh, so uh, you've got to get uh, in a more scientific way of thinking about it. You have to get some scientific SEO, scientific training. You have to keep watching my show, join my group if you can, uh, and or get Cora, and all that is going to help you think about it in a more scientific way. Uh, any more SEO questions for us, or can we all go drink beer? Uh, Deidre asks, can you post the link to the case study in the chat? The uh, the SEO, I guess she's talking about the SEO Los Angeles, and SEO Las Vegas. Yeah. So if you can paste that, that'd be good. Um, SEO blog. SEO's blog. Is this one can that? You uh, check, can you check that that's the right link, Ted? That I just posted in the group chat here in the Hangouts. Uh, yeah, but the Hangout chat goes to five people. Right. Yeah. So I didn't. Know. That's the right yeah, one. That's the right one. Just in the comments too. There we go. Okay, now let's see. There were some other questions down here. Um, He-Man1320 asks, oh, our crew is asking, can you put your link to the mentorship group up? Yes, go to secretseo.guru. That's secretseo.guru. And you can be a secret SEO guru too. That is secretseo.guru to join the mentorship group. Like I said, only seven to 10 spots left. Those will fill up probably before uh, Christmas. So I would sign on now if you're interested. Uh, uh, He-Man asks, how important is it to be well-versed in HTML? Very important. If you don't understand HTML, then you don't understand the building blocks on which web pages are made. And then when you need to go edit your label tag, you'll have no idea how to do it. Um, so you definitely need to... Um, uh, you definitely need to know HTML and you definitely need to know web technologies to be able to uh, uh, make any of the changes that you're going to need to do. Uh, so it's important. Um, the firm in UK asks, how reliable is the SEMrush audit tool? It is not reliable at all. It is a total piece of crap that's based on opinion and hearsay that um, doesn't tell you anything useful and you're fooling yourself to think that that's how SEO should be done. It's a primary tool in SEO that this is a good thing to be doing. It's like asking me, it's like you wanna be a professional in basketball and you're asking me how important is shoelaces? 
Yeah, most of those audit tools out there, they are programmed to help you spot like common mistakes, but they're limited to the number of common mistakes they knew to program into them. So they, they have a little bit of value, but limited value. Um, SEO530 Limited asks, have a client that experienced wild flux for the last six months, position six one day, no ranking the next, then 10, then no ranking, et cetera, over six months. Any experience of this or clue what the hell is happening? Yes, I have tons of experience in this, and I'm pretty sure I know exactly what the hell is happening. Uh, I could sum it up to say that you don't have the relevancy that you need. Uh, it's probably a quality problem, uh, plus other problems here that you would find in Cora that Cora would tell you in five minutes. So um, you definitely need to join a group that's doing scientific-based SEO. Uh, I would use, I would check the user metrics. I would check the relevancy and you got to check Cora and check other tools like that, that are, that are going to tell you everything you need to do, uh, or you're never going to get that client back. You cannot do SEO unless you're doing science-based SEO. Um, uh, you just can't, just can't do it. You can't randomly guess what Google is going to do and what magic thing they're going to turn on because the artificial intelligence is making the decisions now. Uh, and so you will be left in this desert of loneliness. Uh, our Cruz asks, is there a way besides renaming a file once you run Quora? Can you name it first prior to running a keyword search so it's easier to find if you're running different searches? I'll put that on the feature list. Okie dokie, there you go. Boom. Ted says, shut up and eat your data. I agree. Um, eat all your data before you get your dessert. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, yes, there you go. Okay. Michael says, why no Christmas themed dinosaurs? Uh, because I don't know. I apologize. There's no Christmas themed dinosaurs here. Here's one. Merry Christmas. There you go. He's Christmas themed. <laughs> okay, folks. So thanks for watching. This has been the white hat versus black hat SEO show. My name is Josh Bashinsky. I would like to thank Ted Kabaitis. I'd like to thank Iraq Iraq. Before we leave, do you have any final parting comments? Uh, it's Q4. And um, it will come up on the end of the year. And so 2019, and so if you guys are targeting bigger companies, uh, there's gonna be companies out there that are allocating budgets toward the next year. And if they don't spend their entire budget, it's likely they're not going to get the same amount of money next year. So they're looking for bigger companies to find ways to make larger investments into their marketing campaigns. So this is a great time to start trying to close some deals before the end of the year and uh, take advantage of the new year. And if you're smart and intelligently investing into Cora and Josh's mentoring program, um, you should be able to talk about the fact that you have access to mentorship and, uh, and tools that'll help you to successfully grow. And I'm just speaking from experience because we're working to close a, a company who's appearing on Shark Tank this Sunday here in the United States. And I talked about having a mentor, which I do for the world of uh, publicity and branding, right? Somebody who's got 20 years experience in that industry. And I have actually access to proprietary resources that Facebook provides to people who do journalism based work. And so you just, take my heat and go implement it for yourself and get Cora, get Josh's mentorship program and position yourself as having a, an unfair competitive advantage in the marketplace. And it's their chance to work with you before it's too late and you offer an exclusive deal to their competitor. So. <laughs>
<laughs> and you find out who their competitor is. Now you're absolutely right. Yeah, good sage advice. End of the end of the year, definitely think about who you're going to be uh, asking, who you're going to be uh, uh, pitching your SEO to. And for those people who are following me and in my mentorship group or following my SEO tactics, check out bit.ly slash SEO proof. That's bit.ly slash S-E-O-P-R-O-O-F, bit.ly slash SEO proof. And you'll see in there uh, 160, 170 now pieces of evidence of our ranking examples, all since we were doing in the last since summer. So all the updates Google's been doing, instead of going down, we're all going up. And so that's another good piece of advice, uh, another good piece of evidence to show people when you're you're trying to get these clients to say, look, I, I'm part of this group and or I hang out with this group, or I rub shoulders with this group. I know what these guys know. These guys are all using Quora. I'm using that. Sign on with me or, or and this will be, this is what's going to be happening to you. You're going to go up as opposed to everyone else in the SEO industry is going, oh, they have no idea. If it, Like like uh, Ted said, if you've checked SEO, SEO Roundtable lately or any of these other places, they have no idea, no clue what's going on. It really is kind of Armageddon for them. Uh, and uh, we're, we're succeeding. So Merry Christmas <laughs> to, to everybody, whether you're succeeding or not. This is going to be the last uh, White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show for this year. We'll see you January 3rd is the next time. We'll see you next week is my private course for my mentorship group. So again, if you want to sign on, I would suggest you do so soon. Uh, again, you can go to secretseo.guru to do that, secretseo.guru. And um, I might, if I'm feeling in the Christmas mood, during the Christmas week, I might decide to just slip here onto the YouTubes and share some holiday cheer in the in the ways of massive SEO secrets. We'll see how I feel. We'll see if my family is upstairs driving me nuts and I want to come down here and talk SEO instead. So we'll see about that. But otherwise, email me at joshpashinsky at gmail.com if you have any questions. Go to SEO Tool Lab to ask uh, Ted questions. Go to bit.ly slash get-cora to get that 25% off Cora. And as I always say, for those about to rank, we salute you and good luck in the SERPs. Happy holidays. See you next year.